Good evening and welcome to this Decision 2021 special report. I'm Derek Steyer. 21 News continues to be out front when it comes to political coverage. And tonight, we're focusing on the race for Youngstown mayor. Incumbent Mayor Tito Brown will be looking to win a second four-year term, while also appearing on the ballot independent candidate and local businessman Richard Hill and Republican candidate and local talk show host Tracy Winbush. Now, these, can these candidates will field questions from our panel of journalists. Joining me this evening is Bertram D'Souza, former Vindicator editorial columnist, author of the book No Holds Barred, and now author of the Scribbler Publishing Group's podcasts. And Ernie Brown, who worked 43 years at the Vindicator, 33 of them as a regional editor. He also wrote a monthly minority affairs column for 18 years. Now, tonight's format is an open discussion where candidates are encouraged to respond to one another's answers. We'll touch on a number of topics, including crime, job creation, and the economy, and how to spend American Rescue Plan money. There is no time limit on the answers here. We're hoping that we can spark a deeper conversation about the issues and challenges facing the city of Youngstown. Before we get to our first question, though, we want to give the candidates a brief moment to introduce themselves. We'll start in alphabetical order. So Mayor Brown will allow you to start, and then Mr. Hill, and then Ms. Winbush. Derek, thank you so much. Thank you for all the panelists that are here. WFMJ, thanks for having me. Uh, first, let me first start off and say thank you to the voters of Youngstown, Ohio, for having your vote of confidence to be your mayor. In the primary, you came out in, in great numbers to vote for me, and I'm asking you to do the same. I'm born and raised right here in the city of Youngstown. I have my education here. I have my bachelor's, my master's, as well as a doctorate degree from Youngstown State University. I've been elected to the school board, city council, and now your 51st mayor of the city of Youngstown. I'm married to the former Lynette C. Frost. We have four beautiful children and one precious granddaughter. When I took the job on four years ago, I said that I wouldn't cave money, power, and politics, and that the residents of Youngstown would continue to be my number one priority, and that has remained so. When I took in the office in 2018, we were facing a $2.2 million deficit, and 19, a $1.4 million deficit, and over the last four budget cycles, we've ended in the black. Derek, I just wanted to take this opportunity to let you know, and the other panelists that are here, and those are looking, that real men do wear pink, and I did this wear pink today in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month for all those families that are out there. And I'm asking you, please, November 2nd, vote Jamel Tito Brown for your mayor. Mr. Hill? I want to thank WFMJ for putting on this forum and allowing the candidates to speak. My name is Richard Vincent Hill, and I am the independent candidate for mayor of the city of Youngstown. I'm a lifelong resident of the city of Youngstown and the proud father of one. I'm a graduate of Youngstown State University. I'm a graduate of Cardinal Mooney High School. I'm a graduate of Youngstown State University, and I'm a graduate of the University of Akron with a master's degree in public administration. I have over 21 years experience in the public sector. I have over eight years experience uh, as a business owner owning Prism Insurance, LLC right here in Youngstown, Ohio. Now, in one of my favorite books, Art of War, Sun Tzu says, victorious warriors win first, then go to war, while defeated warriors go to war first and then seek to win. Now this, in and of itself, describes the current situation in Youngstown. It is the lack of preparation and leadership that has caused Youngstown to be first in the country in poverty, second in the nation in childhood poverty, and one of the highest crime rates in the country. My platform, is a concrete plan to building a civic infrastructure that will improve the quality of your life, 
not talking points and ideas of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask that as we go through this forum, that you listen to the questions and listen closely to the answers, and you'll find a difference between the other candidates and Richard Benson Hill. Thank you. Ms. Winbush. Well, my name is Tracy Winbush, and I am running to serve as your mayor. Um, I've lived in Youngstown the majority of my life, and it is the greatest city that I believe on earth. But right now, with the lack of vision and direction, we are not anchoring and we're not getting done what we need to get done. I'm asking that you look at what I've done, look at what I do, and look at what I say. Listen to me and know that I'm not here for a job. I'm not here for a position. I'm here because I love Youngstown, the city of Youngstown, and the residents of Youngstown, and I believe that we deserve better leadership. All right. Thank you, candidates. Our first topic tonight is crime in Youngstown and what has felt kind of like the wild, wild west in 2021. We've already eclipsed the number of shootings from last year, over 100, and homicides are nearing the 2020 total of 28. While many try to figure out how to curb this rise in violence, one of the keys is understanding what the root causes are. I'm curious from the three of you what you think the root causes of all this crime is taking place and how it can be addressed. I want to start with you, Mayor Brown, because this is happening under your administration. Derek, thank you so much. You're you, a great question. You mentioned the root cause. I, many people talk about crime as just a, a criminal element, but there's some, some social dynamics that are out there as well. We've we've got to really start at the family family system. You know, the family dynamic is is, is broke, broken down in many of the homes right now. Uh, if you look at the the re, uh, continue uh, recurring cr criminals, mental health is a big piece. Uh, so those two pieces, you got the family dynamic, then you have the mental health piece. So we've got to really reach the families. It's not just one thing to reach the children, but we also need to meet, reach mom and dad to get them engaged and involved in, as, it, as it relates to employment. But also when we talk about mental health, the piece that you see oftentimes of the 50,000 calls that we get yearly, we've equipped our officers with body cams. The citizens say they wanted that, so we're focused on body cams. But also, we're moving from the tactical to the more police-oriented, um, where we're out in the community. We're not just there when the crimes are happening. We're there to build a trust with the community when crimes are not happening. And I think you, if you look at what we've done over the last year in 2021, uh, you're absolutely right. Crime has risen in the city of Youngstown, but it's no different across the nation and across the state. But we've, uh, under Chief Davis' uh, leadership, We've taken on, we've had a neighborhood response unit that's really out in the community uh, taking those guns off the street. We have a gun reduction unit. In July, I went to the governor's house along with myself, Chief Davis, and eight other mid-sized city mayors and talked about the crime. And one of the things that we all focused on, that we had to have more data analysis so we can get the ballistic evidence back to our streets. And also we focused on making sure that we have neighborhood cameras in all of our neighborhoods, and those are being installed in the neighborhoods as we continue to talk right now. So there's not just one answer to the crime issue. There's multiple pieces, and it can't just be the police. It's gotta be the community, but also it has to be our social service agencies who are working with those families. Uh, Re-entry, individuals who are coming back into the community. If individual left 10 years ago, when they come back, things are a lot different. The neighborhoods change. The dynamics of life has changed. Technology has changed. So we've got to make sure that we're bringing them back into the community, that we have those services that are providing uh, a good, stable home for them, but also a good work environment for them as well. So Derek, there's multiple pieces, and those are just a few pieces that we're working on right now in the city of Youngstown. Mr. Hill or Ms. Winbush? Mr. Hill, 
um, and, 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 and Mr. Brown, when I look at crime in Youngstown City, there's no more excuses for lack of drive. The reason why people do crime is because they're not driven to do anything else and they don't see anything else. There's no hope in Youngstown. There's no jobs in Youngstown. There's no opportunity in Youngstown. And the majority of people in Youngstown are waiting to leave Youngstown. And when they come here, we ask them why they moved here. When our relatives come back to visit us for funerals, they look at us like we got stuck. And when I say that, when we look at the crime on the streets, our young people don't see education at work. They don't see working people doing anything optimistic. And when you don't see hope, you don't see, and you see failure all the time, you do what you see. In the last six months, I have walked up on crime, violent crime, in the city of Youngstown. And that is not as it should be. And people don't feel safe. One, we don't have the officers. We don't have the staffing. We don't pay them. We don't take care of the people that work for the city. We don't take care of the city. And so everyone is in despair and nobody wants to go anywhere. And so yes, there's crime on the street because we promote crime. We don't promote anything else in the city of Youngstown. And that needs to change. I also Mr. wanna um, step in there too. There is also a, a big drug culture um, in the city of Youngstown. And I think that leads to a lot of the crimes that are going on in the city. Um, and I agree that we don't have enough officers on the street. We need more boots on the ground. We need to uh, treat our officers well um, to make sure that they feel respected. Um, in order to get back to proactive policing, we don't have enough officers. We uh, don't have our vice units, or our special units. So everything that they're doing is reactive. It's not proactive. And secondly, uh, we need a 21st century uh, police initiative. That's why I would want to go to uh, risk terrain modeling, uh, where we focus in on environments that enable crime, and we are able to bring in uh, community stakeholders to get the people the help that they need. Uh, and let, let me ask a, a follow-up question before I ask my main one to Derek. I've been told there are two main families in Youngstown that are responsible for most of the violent crime, one on the north side and the other on the south side. You're aware of this, the police chief has acknowledged that. Why don't we just round up the usual suspects like they did in Casablanca, the movie, and, and crack down on these families and their friends that are generating all of them, most of this violence? Bertram, unfortunately, there, there's certain laws out there. You just can't uh, send individuals to jail because you think they did a crime. And, and the, what, the, what the streets are saying uh, could be true, but people have to, we have to live within that law. And we're doing everything that we can, and I know the men and women on the streets are doing all that they can. The one thing that I, I didn't mention early on, we talked about our, our men and women in law enforcement and safety service, that we've got to be more competitive, and we are. If you look, we just, we just passed uh, for our firefighters, a new, new increased wage for our firefighters. And we were right now in contract talks with our YPA. And these talks didn't just happen because they wanted it. It Mr. was it happened because we all wanted them. Let Mr. me Brown. finish. Let me finish. 
Uh, it didn't happen just because they wanted it. We wanted all of this to have. So uh, it came from the mayor's office that we wanted to be able to recruit and retain more law enforcement around our community. So when you talk about men and women, if you look at the nation, law enforcement is not the most popular place they be right now. So that's why we've got to make, we got to do more of an investing to keep the, the officers there, but also to recruit the officers to want to work in the city of Youngstown. We need to bring this to Youngstown. The national paradigm is not Youngstown, Ohio. We need to understand that. Youngstown has always been unique. And right now our crime rate is, is, is almost equal to 2020. We need to understand we've had crime problems here for decades. Absolutely. This is nothing new. But when you become proactive in a city and people don't worry about retaliation and we have programs in place to take care of people, but we don't even reach out to the people and let them know where the crime is because we don't have enough people in the law department to take care of the city of Youngstown when we only have three people that are working in the law department. I think that's your facts not, are that's wrong. That's underserved. Your facts are wrong. We got more than three people. Don't throw out facts, um, uh, things that as if they were facts. You got three things you know you say three people working in a law department may i ask this we have a law director that is currently serving as a prosecutor this is and we're hiring retired people because we don't haven't changed the salary scale for the city of youngstown for the residents here so they can get qualified people to recruit so that be in the computer services industry whether it be in the law enforcement whether it be in fire no matter where it is we are still not doing what's necessary because we are not prepared so here, we are here's pro, the question. Not proactive. Bertram, here's how you do this. You know, the master salary, if, if she would read the charter, we, we have a master salary. We right. can't change it unless council changes it. That is right. not the purview of the mayor. We can ask for an when increase in salary. When you have a relationship salary. with council, then you can get things done. Because I believe <clears throat> we right now don't have a relationship with council that we need. We need to be one cohesive unit. She's and it should be we, balanced out. She's saying what we. Would you, Ms. Winbush, what would you do as yeah, mayor? Yeah, that's a good question, Derek. To fix you this. bring people to the table. And you get things done and you have open discussion and you take the spokes of the wheel and nobody is out of balance. You make everyone lift the, the city together. And right now it's out of balance because it's all about personality and not about the people. And we need to get back to getting to the people of Youngstown. For decades we've, not, and we've been underserved in all of our representation, especially in the city. That's why we are where we are. But we have one of the most beautiful cities in the, in the country. Derek, and during the COVID, question. we did not lose answer as we could have. Because if we had lost, we, right now we have a blank canvas. Right now we have a surplus because of the rescue funds. We need to understand we are in a place that we have never been before. And we need to plan for the future. And we need to pivot now. Do you have a plan? Yes. Well, let, let's hear from Mr. Hill first about okay. the crime. Well, I think for one... Uh, with the law department, uh, they, they had a lot of resignations and that was because they didn't want to work with this administration. Secondly, um, back in 2017, um, the primary with uh, then uh, Mayor McNally, um, you stated that, you know, you knew where the hotspots were and that you were going to put surveillance cameras in those hotspots. And it's been three years, nine months, and now we're just t having that discussion of It's putting, actually been three putting, years, putting, 10 months, but who's counting? Well, the surveillance cameras are out. Surveillance cameras are out there. You, they are out there. So where and, now, if I told you that, you, the criminals would know that as well. They're out in the neighborhoods, and we just passed we just passed city council ordinance the other day to put more surveillance cameras out there. But what I'm saying is, it took three years to get to this point. Actually, Mr. Brown, I, I, I can't. Let it me took finish. You Tracy. Three I, can, years. I can take you both on, but just hold on. Let me okay. let me ask this question. I'll answer yours. 
It's not been three years. There's, the neighborhood surveillance cameras are out there. We've been increasing the neighborhood surveillance cameras. And out crime's there. been going up. The crime's been going up, yes. So you're, you're saying surveillance cameras, are one, that's one layer. But we've been putting multiple layers out there. When, I, when, I, when we talk about crime, you guys want to put it as a broad brush. There's specific pieces that we've been working on, that, that the tactical pieces that I can't, I can't disclose because the police are out there working on. We've got a lot more crime uh, statistics that we bring it in. And, and Our stats violent are, crimes are Can I finish? Can I finish? And, and you, uh, you'll get your time for your question. It took you three years to put together your cabinet. And you said it took 20 years for where we are now. So Three you're, years you're giving, you didn't put in your cabinet. What are you talking you, about? Listen, you fired your police chief in the top of your third year saying that you were going in a new direction. And we How have. do you go in a new direction in the third year when you're coming up on election? Well, listen, it was it was not an easy decision, but it was what the voters needed was what the people needed. When I when I when chief chief left, we, were, we had to go in a different direction. When you talk about 21st century policing, that's what we're getting right now. Out you of didn't chief have Davis. it before. That's what we're getting out of Chief Davis at this point. OK, well, uh, let, let me ask this. Let's continue with the fireworks with this question. Uh, Mayor, you've spent four years in three. office. You know what it's what's at stake. You know what it takes to be mayor. Mm -hmm. Are either of your challengers qualified to be mayor? I'm the only and, one. And and, the, and to the challengers, why shouldn't he continue in the office of mayor? Bertram, it's, it's quite clear. We're, 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 we've, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, and during that global pandemic, I've been able to lead through that. I was one of the first in, in, in the county uh, to start closing uh, county buildings down. I was one of the first to get a COVID vaccination team together, and we still meet. Uh, we instituted mask mandates. We've instituted uh, vaccinations for all those who need it, uh, those who are in minority communities who needed to be vaccinated. I was appointed by the governor's uh, minority health task force because of the, the initiative, initiative that we were doing in the city of Youngstown. So that's one. And now we got the $82.7 million that we're, we're getting. And, and it is not because we're in the black because of the 82 or the SERP, the the COVID funds. That's one reason. That's the program other, money. The other, the other reason is that for the last four budget cycles, we've been working on our needs and not our want. And when Tito, I came in, you as can mayor, balance a budget we, we if you don't hire a, people. Do I get so a chance? neither of them is qualified? Okay, let me finish. I'll, I'll get to that. If, okay. if I get a chance, I'll let them talk all day if you all let right. me talk. So here's what, here's what it is. So when we talked about the, the dollars that we've got, we've gotten, if you remember the first two years, I brought Mr. Micah Boozerhall to come in and go through our finances. And we realized what we need to do to get on that path. And we've been putting new fire, uh, uh, snow plows out on the streets, more equipment for the community, because we're a service delivery. We're providing service delivery. No, one on, the, right no one on the stage right now is qualified to say they've done any of that. They can say they want to do it. But I, I'm the only one on the stage right now and said that I've led through a global pandemic, and now that I have a fiscal responsibility that we're going to have $82.7 million, which I didn't say I was going to do it by myself, and we took it all to the voters. We went out to the 12th. We had 12 listening tours throughout uh, the neighborhoods where we listened to the citizens, and now that's good leadership. That's leadership to say, I can't do this by myself, nor do I plan. This is a legacy opportunity. We only get it once, and under my leadership, we will spend it, and you will see an impact in our community in generations to come. So I'm the only one on this stage to say I'm qualified to lead during those difficult He's times. He's the only one qualified. Well, first of all, during the pandemic, City Hall was shut down and most people were at home while there were departments that were still working, putting their lives on the line first. Secondly, just want to talk about fiscal responsibility. Um, in the 2018 audit, uh, there was misuse of sewer funds. Uh, there was $28,758 to buy your SUV, 
uh, $2,120 charged to the Ohio Municipal League for dues, and $45,379 for software and maintenance. Um, also, the audit found that the city improperly spent $524,629 in water funds for an irrigation system at Stambaugh Golf Course. Um, and then you went on to say, you, I quote, we believe that the court has to compel a repayment. We believe Auditor Faber should focus on how to help my administration and move Youngstown forward and not talk about fiscal emergency. We are trying to build relationships with our state partners. But then we get the COVID money and you allocate $4.4 million to pay back to the sewer fund. Did, did, you get, did you get a judge's order to do that? Or did you get input from the citizens? Can I respond? Mm -hmm. So he's, he said a 2018 audit. If you know anything about an audit, those are, those are behind. So not my fault, but it was my responsibility as the mayor of the city of Youngstown. Many of these ills that came from the past, and you're, you're reading well, I'm not talking about the past. I, I'm talking about the $28,000 that I, was spent for I your hear, I hear that. And just, just, when, just the other day when, when Dave Yost, the former state auditor, was here, he commended me for coming to his office prior to me taking office. And, and sat in his office to figure out how do we get through this water wastewater fund, and you guys Mr. can pull Brown, it up. It, you pull it, Mr. You Brown, you did speak. not have you a that, plan pre-pandemic because remember, I guess, if we did I, not have I, a plan ahead. 2020. Go ahead. If we didn't have a pandemic in 2020, we had no plan to be broke, and we were going to be have a significant hit to the city because we had lost all of our services, especially Northside Hospital. And when we took Northside Hospital out the equation with our city income tax, it really took a hit to the city. The pandemic came in and plugged up a hole. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to do a whole lot more, and I'm not blaming you for everything. But when I say this, your leadership during this past year has not been what it should be when we're going forward. You have not done what it takes to lead this city forward because it has not been about people and it's not about legacy. It's about Youngstown. It's about businesses. It's about creation. It's about job and it's about the 21st century. It is not about a legacy. What makes a talk show host more qualified to be mayor than somebody who has served in public office and not just as mayor, but in other offices? Bertram, I have been a talk show host. I've had many lives. I've worked for Fortune 500 companies. I have been homeless. I've got life experiences. I've been on the Board of Education. I have been a part of the political system. I've run for President of Council. I have been a part of the audit. I have been a part of the selection committee for judges. I have worked for prosecutors. I have done things that people can't imagine. If we sat here with my resume, we'd be here a very, very long time. When it comes to the city of Youngstown and it comes to leadership, that's what I know. And leadership knows how to bring people around them that don't know what you don't know so that we can get things done. See, I don't bring, see, you have to know when to listen and when to hear people because you don't know everything. And that's one thing I've learned from the people in Youngstown because I was raised by the people who live here and they taught me what I don't know and to go find what I don't know and listen to what I don't know and make it better. But when you don't do that and when you try to help people and they can't listen, then you can't help them. All right, let's move on to our next question, Ernie. This question really is it kind of plays in uh, <clears throat> to what you were talking about, uh, Ms. Winbush. There hasn't been a Republican elected mayor since Jack Hunter in 1970. So my question is, it's a two-part question. A, 
Why do you think the city is now ready for a Republican to lead the city? And two, do you consider yourself a moderate, progressive, or a Trump Republican? My name is Tracy. Um, I'm a Republican. Um, I'm a conservative. I believe in small families. I believe in closed borders. I believe in capitalism. Um, I don't believe in a lot of socialist programs. But overall, my name is Tracy. I'm not a moderate. I'm not a conservative. I believe in right and wrong. And right now, I'm trying to get in position to leave 35.5 square miles and the, thir- the 60,000 people in this city so that we can have a better future. And what I see right now, if we don't do something different, most of us will leave and we'll lose another 10,000 people in the next decade instead of six. So how do you plan to stop the bleeding? You stop the bleeding by, one, making the Youngstown City open for business and transparent. But putting in foundations of infrastructure, to making things fair so people know what's going on, to making things transparent, to opening up the doors of City Hall and letting City Hall back in. And not just going in front of the camera because the lights are on, but going in front of the camera because you have something to say. Knowing your priorities. Getting it right. Because lives are at stake here. And we care about the lives here. Not about just the stuff. It's not about name brand anymore. When you learn something from the pandemic, you learn that life matters. And I can't afford to have leadership go forward and not be concerned about other people's lives when I know better and I don't do better. Mayor Brown, I've heard you mention uh, that the city is open for business in your previous campaigns. Why has it been such a struggle for this city to attract new business um, and, and keeping large companies here and, and, and getting them to open and creating new jobs like we see in so many surrounding communities. What are the roadblocks we're you're it, facing? It was, it was the, the public corruption. It was the dis, disconnect with, with other communities. Uh, when you In previous administrations, when you came to the city of Youngstown, you had to pay somebody, you had to owe somebody, you had to know someone. And under my administration, you don't have to pay me, you have to owe me. You don't even have to come by my office if you don't want to. Just get the permit. If you want to make sure the city of Youngstown is going to benefit from what you're doing, that's all that I ask. And I can honestly tell you right now, since I've taken on uh, the job as mayor, we've built relationships that we didn't have in the past, and we strengthened those that we that we had. We're at the table now. Years past, the governor wouldn't have invited a mayor to the city of Youngstown because of our reputation. Years past, you wouldn't have uh, Republican uh, senators bringing a Democrat mayor to the presidential uh inauguration uh, informational debate. Those things are happening, there under my administration. That's not we're, what I'm looking I, for. What I, we're Derek, looking for you, is for you to for get me, stuff done. Derek, like your, Marcus well, it's, to it's, get paid. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what Mayor Brown just said, but I believe the question was, uh, why aren't there any more businesses coming and, and I didn't to Youngstown? Chance, I got interrupted. And, Derek, let me finish. Let me finish what I'm, I'm saying. So open for business now. You don't have to pay anybody, you have to know anybody. We're now getting second and third looks from companies that we didn't have in the past. They would come by and say, oh, well, Youngstown, great. But when they found out there was the, the toxic environment that was there, the other piece we've got to really focus on and we're working on right now is to clean up our brownfields. We've got to have site-ready locations for the business to come in. We're losing business because we don't have places where individuals can come and ask for 10 acres. Prime example, Amazon's came in, they needed 10 acres. We didn't have 10 acres like Lordstown. Now we're working on Brownfields development, and that's where we got to have workplace um, development for our, for our people. They've got to be ready for those jobs, but also we got to have site ready locations. So those are two things that I've been speaking about, that I've been talking about, that we're working on. We're working with the professional um, Flying High. 
their professional development center. I heard earlier, we don't have enough jobs. There's 3,500 vacant jobs in the Mahoney Valley right now for individuals to fill. We're now working on the individuals to get them ready with our new innovation center with YSU and Eastern Gateway Community College. We're getting our children at an earlier age to get ready. But are those jobs in the city of Youngstown or are they outside the, the city? Because there, it doesn't help Youngstown if they're a, outside. There's, there's a combination, Derek, and I can, I can give you that data, but it's 3,500 that are there. But I think it does help the city of Youngstown if individuals are working. When Lordstown was here, individuals worked at Lordstown, but they lived in the city. They were People buying don't houses live in the, in the city. city. They were buying they don't cars feel safe in the city. In the city. So, we're it, not it, here. I don't there, know, there's nowhere to live in the city. You don't have fresh start homes in the city. Here, here, you can't buy a let's, condo let's talk in the about city. Affordable homes. You can't if get you an apartment in the city. Homes, I wanna, you can't I wanna, live in luxury know, in the city. You, That's you a problem. I want to stay on topic. I want to stay on topic with, with business in the city. There and, it is. Mr. Hill, I know you wanted to chime in here. Yes. Um, I believe that was political speak. Um, he gives the same answers to that every single time. What's um, his the answer? Reason, the reason why. What's your answer? Well, the reason why businesses don't come here is because crime is up. Poverty is up unemployment's up. Everything that hurts the middle class is up. That's why businesses don't come here. So how would you sell the city? If, if I was a businessman coming to, if I was a business, we have to fix our infrastructure. We, I mean, we have to have job ready, uh, a population. <laughs> we have to have an infrastructure I within that's the city. What I just said. I thought I just okay. said that. And we have to, ease of I, I thought what I just said that, Derek. I thought I said of, job ready. I said people. crime. Cities, yeah. build, <laughs> cities build foundations for business to grow on. And right now, Youngstown does not have That's ease why. of use. I, I we do not have okay. portals that are open. Let me ask Hold a on. question to that point, Tracy. Miss Winbush. By any measure used to determine a vibrant city, the black community in Youngstown must be viewed as the weak link. From crime to welfare to unemployment, to low college attainment, to children having children, to the rise in single parent families. The truth cannot be ignored. One of you will be the mayor come January. Can residents rest assured that you as a black politician will make the tough decisions necessary to deal with the systemic challenges and problems confronting the black community? I believe in Absolutely, that, that's my whole platform. It's crime prevention, improving public services, and fiscal responsibility. Black, white, yellow, red, it doesn't matter. Bertrand, we need to understand, we have a very, very diverse community, and we need to make sure that it is not polarized any more than which it is. And we have to start bringing people together from all walks of life and accepting people for who they are and respecting them and making sure that they have equal access and then calling a spade a spade as an African-American female. I need to make sure that African-Americans have access to information so that they can grow, so they can get to where they can get, so they can do what they need to do, so that we're no longer the only black person in the room. And yes, I do feel responsible for that. And as a leader in the black community, I want to make sure that every young person, no matter what color they are, has equal access and equal opportunity, and they have character. And we stand by it. And we open up the doors and we make sure that that happens. So we don't go by a national narrative. We go by what's going on in our community and we address it head on, no matter what it is. Well, let hey, me ask. I, go, go ahead, man. So, so two words, exposure and education. We've got to expose our, our children at a younger age to the opportunities that are available for them. And, and when I talk about uh, the mayor's educational attainment, by 2025, all of our young men and women are going to have to have some post-secondary education. And now we've got to make sure that when they're, when they're coming through school, 
we've given them opportunity for education. That's going to be the critical piece. But we just can't have that education opportunity for the, the children. We've got to have the educational opportunity for those families. And that's why we've been working with the Professional Development Center at Flying High to those parents and those, those families that are there that we can get mom and dad an educational opportunity as well. So under my leadership, there, there's been, I've not been shy that we need to raise that level of expectation, and we have, we've done so. So to hear it talk about what we need, exposure and education, those are two pieces that you have to have in order for us to continue to uplift the black community in this community, Bertrand. Okay, but to tie into that question, Youngstown City Schools are among the worst in the state, if not the worst in the state. So if that is part of the solution, how do we turn that education system around so that our children are competitive mm -hmm. if our school system mm -hmm. is so dysfunctional? Mm -hmm. Anyone? I will gladly. One, I've always stood by holding the school board accountable. The mayor's job is to hold the school board accountable, to hold the superintendent accountable, to make sure that the residents understand that what's going on in your schools is not happening. And over the last 20 years that I have been involved with Youngstown City Schools, I have yet to see a mayor come out and denounce Youngstown City Schools, especially when the kids can't get picked up on a, by a bus and you set the date for when school starts like you don't know that the, the insurances and that the registration is going to go by. And we should have gone after the the superintendent or the CEO and the school board for not doing their job because we need to call out inequity. inequity. We, need to call out, we need to call out things when they are not right. We need to call them out and, we, and the mayor does not do it. He hasn't done it and neither have previous mayors. We right. have had, Youngstown has been failing for decades. The school district has been deplorable for decades and we see it and if you don't call it out as a mayor, tell the residents what it is, because we have the bully pulpit as the leadership of the city. We're the one who call roundtables and everyone shows up. When's the last time you saw a mayor call a roundtable and talk about education and making sure that it happens? Mayor? mayor. So, so Tracy's been on the school board, and you're, the, the two things that she said you can call out the superintendent, you, only, you have two, two main people that you can hire or fire. That's the superintendent or the treasurer of the school board. What, what they're missing is that you have a school board that's elected by the state and the state takeover, I think, was Tino, one of the bigger pieces. For the last pieces. three years, you've been under your leadership. You've had House Bill 70 and you, we've still been failing and you have yet to call them out with a CEO well, and with a state oversight. You have yet to call them out for being I, broke. I guess, you have yet to call them out. You will not stand up and call people out for what's going on. And that's the problem. You need to stand up and call them out and they're not being called out. And that's why we're running. And, and I think that's that's the problem. She just wants to stand up and just just flail her arms around which, uh, without finding solutions. I've been working with the school board and, and the CEO, uh, Justin Jennings and myself. We talk often. We talk about where we're going. This new plan, that's the plan, that the, how they get out of fiscal, uh, out of the over oversight from the state. So we've been talking about it. None, nobody in here has been talking to Justin Jennings, but you just want to just put out the, oh, I'm not doing anything. Just because you don't see me standing on the street corner Having these conversations don't mean they don't happen. Just because it's not on Facebook there doesn't mean it's not happening. There is nothing that we Does, see that you, you've done in the last three years. That's why we are running here. Both of us were very, very secure oh, so now in our teams. positions I like when we looked at now. the pandemic and they're, said life matters. And what I'm saying are, is we're sitting here because your leadership has not called out the, what's going on in the streets of Youngstown. So we have high crime, we have lower education, and we don't see a change in the last three years, and we don't see leadership from you. Mr. Hill, one of the things uh, with education exactly. that I would like to do to get involved um, in St. Cloud, Minnesota, 
um, they started renovating houses and making them into after-school programs. One actually is ran by the cops. They call it a cop house. Um, I think the problem in the education system is uh, a lot of the kids end up um, falling behind, and once they fall behind by the third grade, um, then you know they're not interested in school, and we need programs to emphasize reading, writing, and math, the fundamentals of education. So I think that the mayor can take a proactive role into um, uh, coordinating with uh, nonprofits to renovate some of these houses in the neighborhoods and make them after-school programs. I guess I'll raise my hand if I want to get a question, because I, I like to be heard. One second, Mayor. Ms. Wimbush. We have a park and rec, and we have, out, we have summer programs. We have tools that we can use. I remember when I came up through the park and rec program in the city of Youngstown, we had the summer program where we learned stuff and played at the same time. But we don't do that. We don't have programs like that because we haven't sought the funding for it. But when we don't go out for grants like we should because we don't have the staffing to go do it because we don't do what we need to do because we're not proactive. And we need to be proactive in this next four or five years so that we can get things done, so we can catapult into the next decade prepared for the 21st century. Mr. Brown, your response? So, so here's, here's a proactive thing that you don't see the mayor doing. During pan, uh, the global pandemic, during, during COVID, our, our feeding program, when the children were home, they were going to shut down the feeding program because one of their um, staff caught COVID. So they were going to shut the whole um, system down. Myself as well as all of our, my city employees, we did the feeding program for six weeks be, until they had an opportunity to bring them back. So when you don't say we're not doing anything, we are, as well as the park and rec. All of our departments were there. Our park and rec are doing more now than they've ever done. We're doing around the year with our park and rec. So when you, when you put stuff out there, you need to have facts. So during the plan, pandemic, we had proactive, we were there, uh, and our firefighters, our police department, park and rec, all of our department heads to make sure our babies were fed. Those families can, all the schools, we had about nine schools. That's, that came from a conversation, Bertram, that I had with Justin Jennings when he said, Mayor, we're gonna ha have to shut down our feeding program. And we knew that these families needed those meals. So we took it upon ourselves, the city of Youngstown, and we, our staff, we staffed those locations to make sure the families were fed. That's you, commendable, that's commendable. Um, but what have you done? For after school programs. Well, there, that's that's a, another great opportunity. So we the after school program that Justin Jennings has put together. Uh, what have you done? So the mayor has not done anything by himself one, one on one, but I've, that's I've just, met. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. So they, they want to say, what have you done personally? I've gone to read, read to the kids. I've been uh, talking to Justin no, Jennings. What, what have you done to collaborate with? What have you done to collaborate with nonprofits to bring in after-school programs oh. to help kids with the fundamentals? So you can look educational at, you can fundamentals. Look at, you can look at all the nonprofits that we're working with, all the social service agencies that we deal with. Um, you look at MyCap. We've looked at some of our, our neighborhood uh, partnering that we we do. We do feeding as well as education through our serve program. We do mentoring with our children as well all through that time to make sure our brother's keeper is another uh, opportunity. Let me say this. There, but there's a lot of organizations See, doing a lot of things in the city. But Tito, I want to know, when we look at the city of Youngstown as a mayor, you are the, the supposed to be the mouthpiece of the city and you are the leader. I think that's all you we're getting to You set business in order. Tonight. And my question well, is, what have you done? I just well, I think, I think we're, we're looking at results. And well, here, we're, here's trying, we're trying here, to, to find out what program do you have that has let's, yielded let's, any results. Let's, 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 let's have this question. What are you done? 
in, in your oh, time. Tito. Okay, no, no, as a board no, of education but you, member, but you want to be the mayor. As a board of education member, because of my history without having an education, because I know what it's like to struggle as a non-traditional student, I made sure before I left the board of education, we had the Youngstown Early College. That was there and before was you got there, Tracy. No, that was not. That was there before you got there. That was under my listen, administration. No, it was not. That was, that ben was McGee, the, um, Ms. Taylor and Mr. Beecham and I went to New York for at the Baird program, which was patterned after an Indian program in New York City in 2001, right after 9-11. I will not forget that. Well, it got instituted under my watch. It may have gotten instituted, I, but it came into fruition because I understand what happens when kids get left behind. Okay. I understand when there's non traditional and you need to set up programs that are going to help the whole going forward, not just feeding the few today. Because we need to make sure that all of our people can fish for themselves because that's what cities do. Yeah. We are no longer a town. We are a city. We used to be a metropolitan city. And if we're not careful, we're going to be a micro city. And that cannot be. Okay. All right. I want to ask a question about the American Rescue Plan and the $82 million that's coming to the city of Youngstown. Um, this is money um, that could last for generations on issues like quality of life, unemployment, and crime. A um, couple parts to this question. Mayor Brown, you've been a part of these listening tours, as you mentioned. Um, all that data is now going to be analyzed. It's going to be ranked in order of how it goes. And then um, we're going to see where it goes. I want your perspective, not from the chief executive of this city, but from someone who lives in the city of Youngstown, uh, born and raised, and your kids and family are here. What would you tell city officials to do with this money? And from the other candidates as well, what should this money be spent on? Infrastructure is talked about a lot. It's not sexy, but why is it so important and what is the most important infrastructure project for the city of Youngstown right now? You ready for me? Yes. So first thing I would say neighborhoods. We've got to reinvest back into our neighborhoods. <coughs> and the first thing when I became mayor and we had 16, 1600 homes, we had 3000 homes in 2018. Now we have 1600 homes. I would focus on the 500 most dilapidated homes in those neighborhoods, remove those environmental issues in the, from those neighborhoods. The other pieces you talk about what else we should do, we should focus on our small business because the small business owners suffered during the global pandemic where we want to make sure that they're not just coming out of uh, surviving, but they need to thrive. So I want to focus on the small business. The last piece you talk about infrastructure. I want to make sure that we replace our infrastructure or what was not sexy are lead pipes that are in the ground. If we take our lead pipes that are there, they have lead and we have one of the highest infant mortality rates uh, in the state. So we remove the, the lead out of the pipes, but also we need to go into the homes and remove the old lead paint. Not wh whether you own the home or you're renting the home, it shouldn't be income based. It should be focused on removing the lead out of those homes. So those are three pieces, really focusing on our neighborhoods and our core and core um, opportunities when individuals come into your community, that it, it looks the same. But when we get into the neighborhoods, we've got to make sure that we're, we have economic opportunity for business owners to thrive. And that the other pieces, working on those small business, and then we make to make sure the infrastructure to help with our babies and our infant mortality so they can see their first birthday. It took yeah, you I agree 10 litmus Hill. I agree with the infrastructure, but you know, we do need to use the money towards crime prevention also. Um, and we can talk about infrastructure, we can talk about everything else, but until we get crime down, it's not going to be a desirable place. How for would you us use that money for crime prevention? Uh, we can bring in more officers, we can um, have more uh, uh, surveillance cameras, but you know, the surveillance cameras that 
I would want are 360 degree cameras that have license plate recognition. Um, so that would be able to detect trends. Um, and also um, using the money towards uh, our, our infrastructure along with crime prevention um, for our water because uh, we are second in the country for the most lead pipes. Um, so we do need to improve our water infrastructure. Ms. Wimbush. It took 10 listening sessions to come up with that. Small business has always been suffering in Youngstown. Our problem is we don't invest back in the people of Youngstown. We go out and find businesses from all over the place. We invest with them. They take our money like chill can, and then it's a land grab, and then we go back somewhere else, and we don't know where we're going. And I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying. The money needs to go to first responders, and we need to deal with City Hall. We need to deal with the, 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 the essential workers of the city that serve the city. That money needs to be focused in, whether it be police and fire, whether it be substations, and then as we deal with infrastructure, and then we also need to work about stabilization of neighborhoods. But the stabilization of neighborhoods now comes in getting a low, small, using the, utilizing the land bank and tying funds to that so that the people who are living in their homes can get low interest loans on our revolving programs so because they don't have the equity so that they can fix the stuff in their homes so they can hold on to them because we're losing homes because they can't hold on to the structure and that's a problem. But those monies need to be going towards safety services, first responders and city hall. We don't need to do, and then there are some, and then there are, let me say it this way. There are some shovel ready projects in the city that we should be working on right now, whether it is buildings or whether it is in the water department that should have already been initiated that we have not spent and or initiated and, and sent to city council so that when the next wave of money comes in, we won't be tied backwards because you only have a certain amount of time to spend federal dollars. And we can't have the same upset that we have going on Phelps Street, on Front Street, as we go into building. Because when you're going into building and not having process and procedures in the city of Youngstown, if you don't know what you're doing, then you have a backlog and things don't get done efficiently, effectively, and we don't follow up on things. Mayor Brown, quickly, because we do want to get to the So, Derek, here, here's the difference between me and everyone else at the table. As a mayor, I understand uh, what the Department of Treasury says are allowable. There are some allowable issues. Uh, what they, they spoke about are, are great to, to talk. There's a good talking points. But you've you got to realize not one Republican voted for this, 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 these ARPA funds. And now we've got to re realize that by 2024, we have to have these money spent. But we don't want to make sure. And we, you're we not prepared to spend it because we you weren't prepared any for of us those to go dollars. broke. We don't want to spend any of those dollars and have it clawed back in five years. You so we've got to prepare. We've got to measure, we've got to measure twice. And your administration we've got to, has we've, not prepared. We've got to and measure, we have measure twice. And that you are we have willing, to measure twice. And not willing to we pull the measure trigger twice. for. We have to measure twice and cut once and ask the citizens of Youngstown. Tito, did they, they, did they elected want, you. Did they, they didn't want elect those, you to go around and listen to them. You're going they, to listen to them to the election. Employer. That's and the then difference. You'll do they don't realize who they Bush. work for. I work for the citizens of Youngstown. And they did expand and, the and, usage and it, and it took, crime also. And, they, and it was on there. We'll see what the data says. I know it was on there. But right. but as I'm saying, Derek, before I was rudely interrupted, that you can't, you, we went through and asked the citizens, do they appreciate me going and our team going around and asking them and sharing their information? We just had our final one with our senior citizens. And all through the time we were doing them, individuals said, this is what the seniors need. This is what the seniors need. And at that listening session, session, not one of the things that the other sessions had, the seniors gave. They gave so many different other opportunities. We had one for our seniors and one for our youth. And that's what I call leadership, listening and focusing on your community so we can do this together and not apart. Okay. And we've had focus groups, but not one penny has been sent on, spent on the citizens, but yet 4.4 million was used to pay back 
to the water fund. Right. And, and not, finally, to, not to realize, and we, keep on, and we keep on putting money into consultants right. to tell us how to spend money with pretty pictures. We've we, we got to get another, one more question in. Okay. Uh, it is telling that when Mayor Brown was looking for a new police chief, two of the three finalists, if I'm not mistaken, were not city residents. Indeed, a goodly number of city employees, especially police officers and firefighters, do not show the necessary loyalty to the city by and by choosing to live outside Youngstown. What message does that send to people who might be considering moving into the city when your own city employees don't want to live in Youngstown? That's the problem, Bertram. I'm running because I want to live in the city and I want to have great neighbors. I like it here. This is where I live. And right now, people don't want to live in the city. Even those that live in the city are waiting to leave the city. But yet we have the greatest city in the world. And it comes from lack of vision and lack of leadership. No one wants to die in a, in a sinking boat. And right now, Youngstown's still sinking. And we don't see any hope. That's why we're sitting here running for mayor. Because we want to lift the tide and change it and make it better. We want to tie Youngstown State University. We want to make, I want, my, me personally, I want to make Youngstown's finest, the Ohio's finest when it comes to law enforcement and a city. We are better than this. But we don't believe it ourselves. And that's the problem. Mayor, your response real quick. So here, here's the difference right now. Derek and everyone that's listening. Youngstown is in far better shape than it's ever been over the last three years. If you look at the federal spending, the state, state spending, just ride around the city of Youngstown and look at the orange barrels, look at the infrastructure. That means that under, individuals are saying that something's going on in Youngstown. We've talked to Marsha Fudge from HUD. We have a, a, a housing strategy that we're working on to put in place. And if you look at the $327 billion that's going to be spent at the federal level, there's going to be opportunities that Youngstown is going to be able to create um, a new housing market where individuals can live affordable housing. One of the things the, that you're not going to pull the trigger on because the, we're going to back the, down the, because the, you don't the, have the, a plan process. Finish. One of the things that people say they need, they need diverse housing, housing in the city of Youngstown. If you had condos, if you had townhouses, I would, I would, I would stay in the city of Youngstown. So we're giving them the opportunity to do so. And if you just take a ride around the city of Youngstown, look over the last three, I'll say last three to five years, Youngstown's moving in the right direction. Are we where we want to be? No. But we have so much more work to do, but we've had so many more things that we've had to challenge, and we face those challenges. The, the job of a mayor is five words. Find a problem, solve it. All I've heard today was problems. Today, I'm giving you some of the solutions that we've been able to do in the city of Youngstown, and we're going to continue facing those Mr. Hill, challenges. Crime is up. Less than crime, crime is up. Poverty is up. Unemployment's up. And those are the things that hurts the middle class, and that is why we don't get the investment in the city that we need. And that's why people don't live in the city. And that's why we've had a mass exodus. I didn't agree um, with the residency rule, but they gave them the opportunity to leave and they left because they want to feel safe and they want to raise their children in an environment that is safe. What year was that? The residency law, what year was that? 
That didn't happen in the last three years. No, Let me say this. Before you, but it doesn't we, matter. The what way I'm saying is, the what I'm saying is there was a mass exodus that when that I know happened of that because has been privately they did not want to live. So, so you're blaming me for those ills. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. All right, candidates. That's been a trend. That's a problem. All right, candidates, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Very spirited conversation. We do want to get to our closing statements, though. We're going to get go into the same order that we did at the beginning. Mayor Tito Brown, you have two minutes for your closing statement. So Youngstown, Ohio, I want to thank you for, for ha- this opportunity. Uh, I've been serving as your, your 51st mayor of the city of Youngstown. And when I took on this job, I told you that I wouldn't cave to money, power and politics. We've been leading through a global pandemic. Uh, we've been able to take on the fiscal responsibilities of the city of Youngstown. And one of the things I, I say, and I say it all the time, it, it's not my fault, but it's my responsibility. I've never shied away from anything that needed to be done in the city of Youngstown. But I can honestly tell you, we're not where we want to be, but we've come so far. And as your mayor of the city of Youngstown, we're going to focus on four things. We're going to continue to focus on safety. We're going to continue to focus on workforce development. We're going to continue to work work on quality of life in the city of Youngstown. Our men and women of safety need to be competitive. We need to make sure that our, our job, their job ready and job workplace is ready to go for our community. The third, our global pandemic. I'm vaccinated. And I believe that that's one of my goals as the mayor of the city of Youngstown to continue to eradicate this global pandemic that we're facing. And we need to focus on quality of life. We need to make sure that we have affordable housing for our community, but we also need to make it attractive. We can no longer have the toxic environment of the past. The ills of the past of corruption, they're gone. Under my administration, we've raised the level of expectations. We've built relationships that we didn't have. So as the mayor of the city of Youngstown, your 51st mayor of the city of Youngstown, I'm pleased asking you to go out November 2nd and vote for Jamel Tito Brown as your mayor of the city of Youngstown. Thank you. All right, Mr. Hill. Thank you. I want to thank um, WFMJ for putting on this forum again. Um, Youngstown, uh, we are at our tipping point. I said we are first in the country in poverty. We're second in the nation in childhood poverty. And we have one of the highest crime rates in the country. We cannot afford another four years of political speak. I have a plan. I will execute that plan. And most importantly, I will have a competent administration. Choice is clear. This November, let's not just head for the hill, but let's run to the hill and vote Richard Benson Hill. Thank you. All right, Ms. Winbush. My name is Tracy Winbush, and I'm running to be your 52nd mayor of the city of Youngstown. It's about you.us is my website. I care about the residents and the city, and they are paramount. Business infrastructure, crime, safety, education, 21st century, having a vision, knowing leadership, getting the job done, doing what's necessary, making sure that the things are done with a spirit of excellence, making sure that our corridors look like you've come somewhere when you come into the city of Youngstown, making sure that you care about where you're going, making sure you care about the people that work for the city of Youngstown so that when they serve the city of Youngstown, then we can actually do something with them. Because right now, no one is being serviced as they should. And let me say this, I believe the city of Youngstown and the residents deserve better leadership than what they're getting. And I'm asking you to vote for me, Tracy Winbush, for mayor of Youngstown. Not because I'm the brightest, but because I know where to find bright people and I know where to get them, get them engaged and make it happen. Trust me, I'll make the right decisions for you. All right, our candidates went a little bit uh, shorter on their time frame. So we two minutes. Ernie, do you have one more question that you'd like to get in to our candidates? To all three. How do you plan to salvage the chill can plant debacle? Can, can it be salvaged? And how would you salvage it? 
I would I would salvage it in court. In, in, oh, in court? Yes. Okay. To get the money back that we um, are owed from the chill can plant and make it into something productive. I personally didn't like the chill can idea there in the first place. I think it should be residential. I think there should be townhouses because when I look at over the city, the view coming off that hill should not be industrial, but it actually should be residential. So we need to start working on veterans housing and doing some things that can, that's going to help build the city of Youngstown and the tax base here because we need to make sure that people have a place to live when they want to be here. You can't be somewhere and live somewhere where you can't find housing. So you would just scrap the chill can. I would go off to get them, get my money back. Tell, I'm sorry to the residents of Youngstown for the mistake that they made and make sure that kind of stuff never happens again. Okay. And Great. that has to happen. Find yeah. a problem, solve it. We're, we're, we're in court right now in litigation. It's something I initiated. But we're getting multiple local and as well as statewide business owners that says if that thing does not happen, if, it, if, it, if, you, if they like that location, we're getting a lot of interest in that. In the other pieces, we're going to uh, look to see what we can do at the state level. Uh, talking to Attorney uh, Yost, um, and when we talk to him, he says uh, if you take public money and you make a public promise, you've got to produce for the public. So we're going to continue. All I ask, you give me my money or you T give me the jobs. Tito, you shot out a whole bunch of Republican names tonight, baby. If, if, that, if like that's, that's my relationship I have across the state, Tracy. If we're not going to get that, <laughs> then we want our property back. We want our land back so we can put it back into good use. All right. Candidates, thank you very much. You. We appreciate you uh, uh, having a very spirited conversation tonight uh, with all of us. And uh, I want to thank uh, my colleagues on the panel here, Ernie Brown. And Bertram D'Souza, thank you very much. Uh, don't forget the general election is coming up on Tuesday, November 2nd. Early voting has already started. Uh, you can check your local boards of elections for the hours and, and, and how you can drop off those uh, ballots if you would like to early vote. But again, get out and vote Tuesday, November 2nd. And these candidates will be uh, talking more about the race for Youngstown Mayor with my colleague Bertram D'Souza. He will be hosting another Scribbler, Scribbler Publishing Group podcast that's coming up on October 19th at 7 p.m. It'll be streamed on WFMJ.com, the Scribbler Group YouTube channel, Facebook page, and other platforms. So again, October 19th, 7 p.m., another forum here with the candidates for Youngstown Mayor. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thanks.